This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. This is Dave Iverson. It's another one of those problems that's no fun to talk about, urinary difficulties in Parkinson's disease. But while it may not be a favorite conversation starter, for patients, it's also an extremely common problem. Looking at very early stage, what we would call Honin-Yara stage 1, 43% had urinary symptoms. And when we get up to stage 4 or 5 in the Honin-Yara scale, 89% of the patients reported urinary symptoms. So that's a large percentage of our patients. Dr. Janice Miyasaki directs the Movement Disorders Program at the University of Alberta in Edmonton. She notes that urinary function is governed by the body's autonomic nervous system, which regulates automatic body functions such as bowel and bladder control and blood pressure, among others. In Parkinson's, each of those symptoms can be thrown off kilter, yet that isn't always recognized by patients or their physicians. And often physicians are not attuned to the symptom and don't systematically ask. And if we don't ask, the patients often don't volunteer because they don't associate the bladder problems with their brain problems. So for instance, one of my patients said he gets up seven times a night and yet he had never complained about that to me and never ticked off yet on the non-motor symptoms questionnaire. If making the connection between Parkinson's and urinary problems is the first challenge, the second is the variety of issues that patients can confront. Urinary symptoms or bladder symptoms can be either too much or too little. The bladder is a really complicated organ. It has a muscle on top that contracts to help you empty properly. It also has a sphincter and it allows you to void or pee normally. So there can be a problem with both the sphincter relaxing sufficiently to allow you to void or the muscle contracting vigorously enough to assist in the voiding. Or it can be the opposite problem that the muscle is overactive and it's always contracting. And this results in the symptom where patients say they have to go frequently, but when they go, there's very little to show for it. So this brings up an important point that although a family doctor or primary care physician or neurologist could prescribe medications to help, for many patients, it is a complicated situation. Which is why Miyasaki thinks it's critical for patients to be assertive about getting the help they need and not just accept that urinary problems are always part of the normal aging process. For many women, they're often told this is a function of aging. And men are often told, well, it's probably just your prostate. And so it is important for uh, the patient to be aware of this, be proactive, bring it to their neurologist's attention or their primary care physician's attention, and actually seek out a urologist who is familiar with Parkinson's disease. And that speaks to neurologists developing connections with other specialists who can help support their patients. So developing that network of other specialists who you can call upon is really crucial. One thing I've learned over the many years of treating people with Parkinson's is that old saying, it takes a village. 
It takes a village to look after someone with Parkinson's. But as important as it is to engage other specialists, it's also crucial to be mindful of how various urinary treatment protocols could impact other Parkinson's symptoms. It rests on the neurologist to be ever vigilant about the medication list. So many of the medications to treat urinary frequency have some kind of anticholinergic effect. And when medications are used with anticholinergic effects, they can cause confusion as well as constipation and blurred vision. Also, if it's too strong, it might result in urinary retention. So you just can't void at all. And other medications for urinary frequency can compound the low blood pressure problems that often accompany Parkinson's. For urinary retention problems, Dr. Miyazaki says it's important to get urodynamic testing done to assess bladder capacity and muscle function before any drugs are prescribed. Overall, Dr. Miyazaki believes it's crucial to focus more attention on these problems. I think what physicians need to do is really start publishing the data on these symptoms because they are really impactful for our patients. And for a long time, we haven't really been addressing them and identifying them. But there is a lot that can be done. In our next Third Thursday webinar on April 20th, we'll talk more about what can be done to treat urinary difficulties in Parkinson's disease, including non-pharmacological approaches. To register, visit michaeljfox.org webinars. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.